freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> morning happy friday everyone uh mike salk is still on vacation good um, yeah so we have matt stretch johnson matt stretch johnson in if i could get your name right here mm-hmm. i'm maura dooley <laughs> justin barnes is with us as always you made it to friday how have you been feeling about sitting in with us this week i feel like today i feel like free y- you know <laughs> i thought about this last night and <laughs> and i thought about it this morning where so my parents so mike salk would be like my father and and Brock would be like my mom, so much softer, um, and you can get away with some, some things, but my mom was still, it was a disciplined house. Now mom's gone, and now it's just my brother and I growing up, and oh, it's see. a little more freedom here today. And actually, I think it's going to be a really good show. No <laughs> shot at Brock, but I'm, I'm kind of excited. And the week's been fun, and, and I don't mean to take over this thing, but I brought presents Oh, I really? brought presents for you and Justin. So, and and it's just, I like presents. It, yeah. So I stopped by oh, the, the form of candy in the form of candy. I don't know if you guys are getting, so I'm a morning person. Now I flipped and I, and I feel like I drive you guys nuts because I'm, and, and you are doing exactly what I was doing in a pregame, pregame huddle. And in a, you know, prior to my morning show experiences, you're quiet and you're working, you're finalizing stuff. And I'm in there and I'm like, just shut up and go in the other room because I'm wired up and I got plenty of sleep again last night. So I have presents. I have presents and I drove the lady nuts that runs the mini mart and she wouldn't talk to me. So I was like, so I'm having a good morning. And I did some stretching this morning and she looked up at me like, what? Are you still talking to me? And I just kept going. Uh, my I brother think you and already I, had some of that candy. Yeah. No, a lot of coffee. And so my brother and I do this. And, and I said, so how's your morning? Uh-huh, fine. And I said, well, and you know, isn't the weather awesome? And I just kept going and going. And so anyways, <laughs> I've got you guys presents. And I bought four just in case you're not candy or chocolate. So I've got Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh. M&M's are big. These are big. This is very expensive. And then the large Twix along with Mentos. And then. <laughs> Only the best for Justin and I. And then I got one of each for a Lucky for Life oh, scratcher. Wow. Right? And I would just like to say, if you get the elusive Lucky for Life, just consider me. Okay. Just a little nugget for everyone. Even if even if it's fifty bucks a, of every Friday, whatever, that's up to you. That's really not very nice of me. But really anyway, nice. so that's a Friday present because I've had so much fun uh, with both of you. In all seriousness, and Brock's gone, which I'm really excited about um, because well, it's just the three of us. Salk never gives us presents, so I'm so I was just going to say this is this is the first. Yeah. Well, I'm just a fill-in. So if I was to do this on a regular basis, which I'm not, uh, maybe the presence would kind of subside. The candy and, budget yeah. might get out of hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of eyeing the Mentos. Okay. Well, yeah. sorry. She got first pick. Oh, because she's sorry, Justin. Me. Sorry, Justin. But there's okay. still three here. Reese's Peanut Butter I'm a, Cups. I'm a trash person. I'll pick up scraps. It's good. It's okay. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but there's candy here for you, Justin, so you can pick one. Stretch, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, it's been a fun week, and I've had a blast, and it's flown by, and a couple days I was nervous, and now, you know, at the end of the week, I'm not nervous. Good. Well, I'm also wondering if part of your good mood might be that Mariners game last night. Completely. Yeah. I mean, not only was that an amazing segue... Um, I, I still, and I think of Jeff Passan and I think of my argument that, you know, okay, you let the Baltimore Orioles go and maybe New York and the East, like Jeff Passan says, are going to beat the crap out of each other in New York and, and Toronto. But there's no one, and 
New York showed with their starting pitching last night, that's formidable in front of the Mariners. Now you're just four out of the wild card. And the game last night was another, again, too bad you don't win the Tommy Malone start, but another just exactly how you want it, right? Starting pitching, defense, timely hitting. Sometimes it's so easy. We talk about Pete Carroll, right? (laughs) A big-time defense, a running game, and and not a conservative quarterback, but a guy that just does, does the job. But... Last night's game is why there's still a chance. Well, and I I feel like after that that four-game win streak, you have one bad game where you kind of do everything. You revert back to the things Mm -hmm. that concerned us. But then you have a complete game again last night. So I'm starting to feel like, okay, maybe that one game was the anomaly as opposed to earlier in the season where it felt like the games where they showed up and had a complete game were the anomaly. So maybe we are turning that corner. I I don't want to be the pessimistic. It's just you are at this record for some reason. So those games and that idea has got to thin out, right? We're we're getting to be in the middle of July. It feels like we're starting to see more of the good, though. So I'm hoping we've turned that corner. And I'm I'm excited. Maybe excited. I'm very interested to talk to Shannon Dreyer if she can tell us, like, body language. They're with, I mean, when you travel with a team, it's crazy what you pick up. And and obviously, 162 compared to my experience in soccer where it's 34, but still, road trips, planes, restaurants, hotels, you just pick up body language. And I'm sure she's picked up, you know, an air about the team since Tampa's, you know, the, the, Winning, you know, the the weekend versus Tampa, and then you're moving forward and just watching how guys carry carry themselves. And you just look at last night, and you got to be thinking back to the hotel and walking around today. They just have a different air about themselves. Yeah, I was thinking that was something I'm interested to hear from her too. And you you teased ahead. We will have Shannon Dreyer, our Mariners insider, at seven thirty today. And of course, we have to give the people what they want, as G says. G. Scott will be joining us people at want 8.30 G? today. Really? People want G? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The text line lights up when G's in here. He yeah, gets, I know. He gets the conversation started. That came out wrong. It did. That came and out we, wrong. We'll let you apologize. You already apologized yeah. tomorrow. You might need we'll to save some of that candy yeah. as an apology for him. Well, he gets a scrap scrap. He gets, There's three left, one for Justin, and then I'll take whatever he doesn't want. So he gets second to last. But they really want G? They, they, he brings that much yeah. to the table, huh? We play the OJs. Got to give the people give the people what they want when he comes on every Friday. And 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 being a hypocrite, I'm actually looking forward to that. Also, <laughs> I, I think the show is packed. And uh, but but I, that's a head scratcher. Well, good for G. It's, <laughs> All right, it's good well, to be wanted. Well, back to the Mariners. <laughs> good to be wanted. Uh, George Kirby. Uh, didn't have like his usual outing last night. Only three strikeouts, but his slider was working for him. He got the job done. Didn't allow a hit till the seventh. He's becoming quite the nuisance to the Astros, which is a great thing for the Mariners. His last outing against them was in the 18-inning playoff game last year, and he went seven scoreless there. Last night was his 14th quality start this season. He leads the AL, and that's only in 17 games. He had 11 quality starts in 25 games last year. So Yeah, hence Brock Heward says he's untouchable. And the farther, you know, how how young he is, how much control the Mariners have with him, but if Houston sees him late in the season, which we, we the Mariners are playing Houston late in the season, they've got to be thinking, how are we going to attack him? All he does is attack us. All the broadcasters, because I've been a radio guy the last couple of days, I've been loving listening to the Mariners on the radio, they said the same thing. It wasn't the strikeout overpowering Kirby, but it doesn't matter if you're so defensive as a hitter and you're just knocking the ball around the infield or pop flies. 
He yeah. doesn't care. The Mariners don't care. Just mowing them down. Yeah, he talked about that post game, and I like the way he put it. Yeah, strikeouts are cool, but. Yeah, I mean, strikeouts are cool, but three, four pitch inning, double plays are awesome, too. So I'm just going to keep pitching to contact, getting in on guys, and using my sinker and make them uncomfortable. So. What were their three innings with six pitches? Yes. At least two? That's unbelievable. We, we saw three the other night with uh, Logan Gilbert, which is bizarro. But to have multiple six-pitch innings is unheard of. Yeah, especially at the end. I think it was the second I looked down at the pitch count and was like, oh, boy, that's not going to be good. And then rattled off the three innings with six, and suddenly his pitch count was down to around eight to 12 an inning and we're in really good shape. Set up. Um, set I mean, up. and that's great, too, with these young guys, to uh, when you can be efficient like that, to keep them fresh for later in the season all around – it's it's amazing, and just the fact that he has grown so much from a season we were already very happy with last year, I would agree with Brock that he's untouchable. <laughs> Absolutely. But again, to compare it to you know our football analogies, when you're second and two, all of a sudden you're looking at you're looking at a bullpen that's rested, right? It's rested versus the Houston Astros, and you've got Castillo going today. Now, now speaking I'm, of the bullpen, does, is there like a a little like mean side of you that likes seeing Mon- that Montero is struggling so much for them. Not so much anything against Montero, but just because it's the Astros. No, oh, Maura, be meaner than that. No, you <laughs> you could say Montero. Yeah, all of it. Yes, all well, of it. I don't it. have anything against Rafael no, Montero personally. Well, of course you don't. It'd be weird if you but did. It's like, well, yeah, we're we're in the back, and all of a sudden during the break, well, I'll tell you how mean he was, <laughs> how bad he treated me last year when he was in town uh, yeah. when I was at the park. Anyways, Munoz uh, comes yeah. in for the Mariners, and you're like, yes. Love Munoz, and then you're like, ooh, Montero, look at those numbers for the Astros lately. He's been uh, yeah, who cares? Been struggling. Yeah, no, great. Struggle more. I mean, <laughs> Well, we'll continue uh, some of the uh, the Astros hate at 7 a.m. We need to talk a little bit about Chaz McCormick. Bizarro. And then coming up, we're going to tell you everything that you need to know, and we will be hearing uh, from Jerry DePoto. He came on with us yesterday. This is the Brock and Salk Show on your only home for All-Star Week, Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. The Mariners beat the Astros 5-1 in the series opener. George Kirby went six innings, giving up just one run. It was his 14th quality start this season. Eugenio Suarez went three for four with two home runs, and J.P. Crawford added one of his own. Into the wind, here's the pitch. Swung on, cracked to right field. This is hammered. It's back. It's on its way. It's into the seats. J.P. Crawford, a solo home run, his eighth of the season, blisters it into the orange in right field, and the Mariners extend the lead. It's 3 nothing M's. Could JP be the least talked about solid player that the Mariners have? I think I so. I don't think he gets the recognition. Not at all. Solid. We, you saw it again last night. Solid, solid defense. Offense contributor. Already eight home runs on the year already, but his his high is personal high is nine. I, I don't know. I think everyone just he's overshadowed by everyone's wishes and wants the last couple of years of Correa and so forth. And Mariners stood pat and they knew what they were talking about. Obviously. Yeah, that's that's one where I think we should be very happy that he's here and that they didn't spend on some of those big names. And stuff. a great guy. You know what yeah. I mean? A, a great team guy. Leader. Yeah, team leader, all in, positive dude. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah, he's having a great season. Tonight, Luis Castillo gets the start versus Hunter Brown. 
Uh, Felix Hernandez got All-Star Week started yesterday by raising the flag on top of the Space Needle. And I thought it was, uh, this part was very relatable. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> From being up here? Or? Yes. First time up here? Yes. Scared of heights? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Once you get that out, then you're not scared anymore. Well, I'm definitely shaking right up. Well, just lean against that wall. We got you covered. I'm trying. Don't worry. I'm trying. <laughs> no, I, have you been up there? Yeah, I don't like it. No, it's awful. <laughs> I, I have a picture on my Twitter. I, I went up because Messi, Lionel Messi was up. And, and I was like, I got to go. And Rod Marr, who we'll talk about later, Rod Marr's like, Matt, get a picture right now. And I was next to the, you know, the outer little rope, which is a, you know, a steel railing. I couldn't breathe. Ooh, yeah. I couldn't breathe the second time. Oh, I got this. No, I could not breathe because you go up another tiny tunnel and go all the way up. But it, what a great moment, right? I mean, yeah. you got to have Felix in the middle of all this icon. I mean, such, I mean. Name three other. I mean, he's up there with Griffey, right? I mean, oh, definitely. Yeah, so it's so great to have, that he's involved. And Larry Stone has a great article about him today in today's Seattle Times. So, great day yesterday to yeah. kick things off. I love that he called it being back in his hometown. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, he kicked things off this weekend. We're going to have uh, today Ken Griffey uh, Jr.'s HBCU Classic. It's the inaugural one, Swingman Classic. Uh, tomorrow, we have the Futures game and the Celebrity Softball All-Star game at T-Mobile. If you bought tickets for that, it's a doubleheader, so you can go to both. Right on. And then Sunday, the MLB draft will be going on at Lumen Field. Justin got some inside information on a lot of what's going on down there yesterday, so we're going we're gonna to be hearing more about that. But do you want to give us one tidbit right now? $1.8 million. That's the only teaser I'm going to give you. Wow. <laughs> $1.8 million. And Griffey's coming in studio today? He's coming in here today. He's going to join us. Is that right? Yeah. For $1.8 million. <laughs> sure. Did you bring him some candy too? <laughs> I've got one left. G. Scott's out. G. Scott. Let's see. Ken Griffey Jr. G. Scott. Sorry, G. The people want you, but I, I got candy for Griffey. Here's the second thing you need to know. All right, the Seattle Kraken introduced their free agency additions to the media yesterday. Defense and defenseman Brian DeMoulin and winger uh, Kyler Yamamoto, sorry, Kyler Yamamoto, both gave their thoughts on the new team. DeMoulin's coming over from Pittsburgh and should feel right at home as he has a few former teammates on the roster. Yeah, first off, Seattle is definitely um, one of the top places that I wanted to, to be, obviously. Um, a lot of it was just watching them play, having played against them. Um, you could really feel how hard they work for each other. Uh, what a great team they have. Um, how how hard their forwards work for their defensemen and vice versa. Um, you could tell they really play a, a real team game. And you can tell that that kind of stems into the locker room and talking with guys that I'm familiar with. Uh, um, a few guys have reached out to me, being some of my former teammates, Justin Schultz, Jimmy Alexiak, uh, Brandon Tanev, Jared McCann. Like you just feel that they love to play there and um, they love the group that they have. And I'm very excited to join it. I think that cut, you should keep that cut. That a guy with his pedigree says, I want to play there. Are yeah. you kidding? In Two-time year three, Stanley Cup champion. Year three of a franchise. So it's not like he's going in blind. He's asking these other guys, you know, what's it like? What's the coach like? What are, you know, what does he stand for? He knows Hackstall, obviously. And, and what he, what, the work ethic is here, but that these guys want to come to Seattle in year three is so exciting. That's amazing. Not only for the franchise, the city, Climate Pledge Arena, but the coaching staff and the other players. I, I That's a massive signing and a massive quote, I believe. I totally agree with that. To have 
to be established and a veteran in the league's mind that early on um, for what you do is pretty pretty awesome. Here's the third thing you need to know. I don't know if you've seen this, Matt. The Seahawks started doing a video series called The Sound of the Seahawks last season, and it's really good if you haven't checked it out. Yesterday's episode uh, kind of highlighted the cool relationship between Ken Walker and Rodmar, the team photographer, because I guess Ken Walker's pretty interested in photography. So he's been teaching him a little bit, but uh, that prompted Rodmar to tell a story of the first time he met Marshawn Lynch. The first time a Seahawks player asked me about a camera, I will never forget this. We were on a road trip to Chicago. We signed a new player and the new player was really interested in my camera. And he was like, let me see your camera. Like, can I use your camera? He, he, he was messing with it. We were at a walkthrough at some high school or small college stadium outside of Chicago. And at the end, he goes, can I buy this camera? I go, when? And he goes, I want to buy it right now. And I said, yep. no, I need this camera to photograph you playing in the football game tomorrow. And he was like, I think you should just sell it to me right now. And that is how I met Marshawn Lynch. Every, everyone's got a Marshawn story. He's like, no, I just, but I want to buy it right yeah. now. He's like, but I still, I'm st- I still need it. Like, I'm working. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. <laughs> now. Now is Marshawn's middle name. Right now. Let's do it. Yeah, he's awesome. Everyone's got a Marshawn Lynch story. He's just, I don't know, creative. His brain just works at a different level, and it's so much fun to be around. And then poof, he goes away. Do you think he ended up giving him the camera? I don't, we didn't get no, the... No, probably not. The, no. no, he probably, you know, no. But Rod got involved in, in a positive side of things and probably set him up. And Rod is very, very good. Oh, he's he, amazing. He's yeah. very, very good. Um, and, and another great guy and another subset of the culture over there at the VMAC. And, you know, you need something done. And Cork, Corky Truen, the other photographer for the, for the Seahawks for a long time, these guys are just really good at their job, class acts. But, yeah, I'm surprised Rod didn't, <laughs> didn't sell it to him or at least maybe an hour later after he was done with his job. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, I'll sell it to you for a markup because now I'm going to have to turn around and go get another one to work. So. That's see what, so see much, what Marshawn's willing to offer. Yeah, that's so much. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you offer more than what it was worth? Yeah. Come on, Rod. Horrible businessman. <laughs> Horrible businessman. All right. That is everything you need to know. Coming up, we are going to hear from uh, Mariners Vice President Jerry Depoto. He talked to us yesterday, and we're going to revisit that. This is the Brock and Salk Show on your only home for All-Star Week, Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. The Jerry DePoto Show, presented by Seattle Pump and Equipment on Seattle Sports. Well, Jerry, it's been a little better week than the last couple weeks jumping aboard. I know these doggone Wednesdays, these these Wednesdays, every Wednesday, I'm like, come on, come on, just find a way to win on Wednesday because Jerry's joining us on Thursday. But it's been a great week, a couple series wins against some very, very good baseball team. From your perspective, take me into the last six, seven days of baseball that you've watched your team play. I, I think we've played great, honestly. It's uh, both the Rays series and, and here coming out of the, the slash Giants series. It's, we've done the things that we needed to do to, to get back on track. We're playing better offense. We're, we're finding ways to, to score runs, and, and it's, it's a positive step. Jerry, take us through the Chris Flexen trade. And, and what was not only your goal, but talk us, you know, how it how, – uh, how it kind of came about and, and your goal and what kind of flexibility it might've given you in the end run. Yeah. I mean, you make trades for a lot of different reasons. In, in this case, 
Uh, it's some combination of there's Chris was, he, it was an opportunity to find him an opportunity and whatever that meant. And we, we discussed with 29 other teams, the potential for, for finding that, you know, uh, ultimately, what we did with the with the Mets is we we attached Trevor Gott. This is sometimes you make trades for you know the the benefit of what's happening on the field. Sometimes you make trades for the benefit of what's happening on the business. And it was more of a business decision than a than a talent decision. And we made that. It's a it's 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 a trade that we would make over and over. And you know, Trevor did a good job for us. You know, Chris for two years was one of the most productive pitchers we had. This was not one of those years. And, and we made a decision that we thought was smart for the future of the organization. If the uh, trade lines been warming up a little bit, the phone conversations getting a little busier or is it just all draft and draft talk right now? You know, we're not really there yet. It's mostly draft talk. And you know, I, we talked about this last week. We are dead in draft talk. It's it's ten hours a day talking through how these players line up for us, and it's twenty nine other teams doing the right thing. And the closer we get to the, the start of the draft, which is this coming Sunday, the the more prominent that becomes. So, you know, not uh, not shockingly, we are with three first round picks. We're we're dialed in. This is what we're doing right now, and and the other teams are in the same boat. And about next. Thursday, we'll we'll start really humming on what's happening as far as the trade deadline. When it comes to this draft, Jerry, a couple questions. If, you know, the NFL draft seems to be about a three month process that they through the combine and pre draft workouts and everything have just kind of dominated so much of the marketing leading up to that draft. And we have a whole month that's called lying season, right? All they do is you know lie and and try to manipulate that thing. It doesn't feel like the MLB draft works in that same kind of manner. And I don't know if it's more. Oh, I don't know. Collegial between the general managers is—is is he work into that draft? Can you kind of take me behind the scenes of of how well you feel like this first round is going to go come Sunday? You know, it's it's funny. We had an opportunity when when we were in New York. Uh, so this is now about ten days ago. When when we were in New York, we had an opportunity to go visit with the Brooklyn Nets and and get a feel for how they executed the draft, much different style of draft. It's a couple of rounds, two rounds, you know, it's not what we do in 20, which is a very shortened version of what we historically have done. Uh, you know, the major league draft, the major league baseball draft is very different. Uh, you know, it's the only draft that happens while a live season is going on among the major sports. You know, we are, we are watching, you know, both college high school players and we're, kind of coupling that with what we do internationally and it's we're not allowed to trade draft picks outside of a very small number of of compensatory picks that are able to be traded but it's a it's it's unique in the draft space and you know i i wish i knew <laughs> why the other leagues were able to simplify the, the the thing that we are not able to simplify but it's a very complicated process and and we we don't communicate with other teams very uh, openly on what we're doing in the draft. There, there are no trades. It's not moving up and down in the draft, right. and it's a it's a very secretive process. And I and I think that's you know it's something we enjoy. It's it's I've said it before. It's the most enjoyable thing that we do uh, every year. Uh, from and, and this is you know through the course of the the, the major league calendar. 
I love the draft. It, it's an opportunity to add talent. It's it's our scouts do a phenomenal job of of churning up interesting names to talk about, not just for our first picks, but for the picks that come after. And I'm really looking I'm looking forward to this year's. Hey, speaking of baseball in the process, help me understand why you guys had to play a night game last night. Is is there some rhyme or reason to why the guys had to get in at four in the morning in Houston today? Uh, because that's what the schedule makers and the Giants said we had to do, and you know it's it's as simple as that. We're I think our guys landed in Houston about two hours ago, and yeah. this is you know, and it's it is it's something that we have to be aware of, not just for you know how we will will handle today's game, but from a high performance standpoint, how the guys are going to show up for the next couple of days. You know, I mean they're it's. They they just got off a plane. They flew through the night. We're going to check into a hotel when the sun is coming up, and then and then go over to the ballpark and play a game. And you know, not the the most ideal of of you know scenarios, but they'll do it. They, they've done it yeah. before, and you know, in this one, it's it's one of the 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 I guess penalties for playing in the West with a team, and and this is with the Giants. You know, with a team that that does very well at the gates and. Uh, it's a, when you play night games, you are more likely to put people in the seats than you are with a with a day game. And, and the Giants did; they put people in the seats last night. Jerry Depoto here with us, Matt Stretch Johnson filling in for Salk today. Um, talk to me about this upcoming series. You get ten more cracks at the Astros, four of them here, an awfully big four before heading into the draft and the All Star game, which we'll get to. Preview this series for me from your perspective, Jerry. You know, and it's the the Astros have been incredibly difficult for us, especially in Houston over the course of you know, my time here with the Mariners, and and I think the uh, this is this dates back to you know as, as closely as as the postseason last year. We we have we have not had an easy time in Minute Maid Park, and you know we'll go in there this series. We are. We're playing well, and you know, regardless of whatever overall record is and, and theirs, we're playing well. They are also playing well. They've been on a bit of a heater. They've they've been winning a lot, and this is a little bit of a different Astros team than, than maybe what we faced over the course of the last half dozen years. And you now we've this is a, it's an opportunity for us to to make up some ground. We've I think we've done. Uh, what we needed to do to put ourselves in position to go into the break feeling good. And you know, now we've got four games with one of the best teams in the league, the, the defending world champs. They, they do the things that, that they always do. They put themselves in a good spot to win. And, and for us, it's about coming out and having a good start. And, and this is, we are in uh, a position to, to make a difference and hopefully we, we make it worthwhile. Jerry switching to a little bit of the fun part of this game. I know you're packed with, the draft preparation, but you get to show off your ballpark. I think it's top three ballpark in, in, in the league. I mean, it's just beautiful. The city, the timing of this, one of the best cities in, in July. Talk about the excitement and all the work, obviously, behind the scenes that your group is doing, your organizations working with MLB to pull this off. But how excited are you to show off your organization, ballpark, and city here this next week? Yeah, that, uh, I agree with you on our ballpark, this city. Uh, we've been, right now for the last week, we've been stationed over at Lemon Field, which is where we're conducting our draft meetings as as Major League Baseball effectively just takes over T-Mobile Park and, and starts creating the, the all-star 
festivities, the, the all-star week in combination with our front office staff. And, you know, we're watching out the window as play ball park goes up and it is phenomenal. What is, what happens in such a short amount of time. They've, they've roughly they built a city inside of Lumen field in about 48 hours, but you know, the, the, the MLB all-star game, the associated festivities, the, you know, it's now turned into a week long event and, it's awesome to, to to be able to to see this pop up around us to show off our park. You know, I, I think there's never we had last night we had our our scouts and and the the, the scouting group over to to the house here to go through uh yeah just to have a little fun deep disconnect from the 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 draft meetings and just enjoy a night. And we, we did that, and it's, one of our scouts looked up and said, my God, the weather here is always so beautiful. And I said, yeah, this is, you know, it's that time of year, and, and this is the time to show off Seattle. And, you know, if, if you are going to, to ever, you know, put together a pamphlet for visiting Seattle, this is that time. It's, it's July in Seattle, gorgeous weather, beautiful ballpark. You know, I, and, and I hope over the course of the next you know, four days in, in Houston, we do put together a nice little run to, to help everybody feel great about where our baseball team's at and, and what our baseball season looks like. How about the importance of having three Mariners represented and not just Luis? Uh, you know, I think it was really cool. I, I got a phone call from, from people at the league not too long ago and you know, talking about the, the additions. We had a feeling, and I, and I think you probably heard it my voice over the last couple of weeks, that that at, one of the new developments in, in the Major League Baseball All-Star experience is that occasionally, you know, there are going to be players that either, you know, can't play due to injury or they've been, you know, they've been knocked out of the game because a starting pitcher isn't timed up and can't pitch. And, and we were fortunate enough to receive a call from the league and, and ask about Julio and about George. And, and I thought, we had a chance to to add a couple extra guys and and in this particular case not just the not just simply the players and what they've accomplished in the first half of the season but what they mean to our organization you know from a scouting and development standpoint these are they're mariners they're they're young players who were identified by our scouting group who came through our player development system who elevated to the big leagues and you know, now in Julio's case, a two-time All-Star, George's first opportunity. George is the first player that that we, you know, and I say we, you know, the scouting group that 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 we are operating with right now uh, over these course of the last, you know, seven years with Scott Hunter and our group, the first player that we have identified, developed, and and put in the big leagues who's made it to an All-Star game. That's meaningful. You know, it's a, it's an organizational moment, and I'm I'm thrilled for it. Just and. And I'm thrilled for for the world to get to cheer when they get up on the line with their yeah with as representatives of the Mariners in the gorgeous weather at that beautiful ballpark, et cetera, and so on. It's 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 a great organizational moment, in my opinion. Can you clarify that for me, Jerry? The difference between George making it and Julio, because you identified, didn't you? Your crew identify Julio as well. They did. It's two different departments, you know. And right now we are with our amateur scouting department, which is you know it is roughly. I'm going to call it about 60 people uh, that that across the, the calendar year put together our amateur draft, which will again it starts on Sunday. You know, 20 rounds you're going to draft players. 
on the international side, these are players that you identify, and we've talked about this before, when they're very, very young. And and we've known Julio since he was 15, um, 15 going on 16 years old. And you know, the, our scouting people track these players. They scout them. They evaluate them. And they get to know them. You know, we meet them. We, we do meetings to find out what their, what their makeup character is like. But they fall in two different buckets. One is our international group. Who, who operate globally. One is our domestic group who operate just over the, you know, the 50 states in Canada. Yeah, and each of, of the players came from, from one of those two different centers. But gotcha. both have come through our system, and we're thrilled for it. If I would have told you, I don't know, some 10 years ago, Jerry, if you jumped on this show and, and we had a conversation, I said to you, Jerry, in 2023, you were going to see four, 80% of your big league rotation, 80% is going to be 26 and under and put together some of the sickest stuff in the league. Would you have believed that in this day and age or this time you could have this young staff doing what your crew is doing? It was always the dream, you know, and it's right now it's happening. Uh, I, I would tell you that that probably results in us winning for a long time it is the, the easy part. And, you know, we're thrilled with the, the group that we have. We've, you know, what we do as a team is largely linked to the, the quality of our starting rotation and, and even our overall pitching staff, you know, up and down our, our pitching staff. But, uh, the the rotation has always been an area of focus. We've we we build around it, and and I think we will continue to build around it. And it's for us to be a, a playoff, a World Series, a contending type of team. I, I think it always comes back to how good you're starting pitching, because our ballpark is conducive to to pitching. Honestly, it's it's conducive over the course of an 81 game home schedule the better your pitching is the better you're going to be and and we tend to behave that way i would i i hope there are more that are coming down the road we've had a very fortunate run in terms of the the pipeline delivering us pitchers who are who are not just good but really good and and in some cases like george now all-star quality so uh you know it's 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 how we build ourselves it's how we will continue to be built and and it's something we take a great yeah, I, we focus greatly on. Well, you are uh, great in giving us a bunch of time. I, I do want to give you a, a little bit of a break and let you get back to all the work that's ahead of you. Just two quick injury questions for you. Any update on Marco at all? Nothing. Yeah, I wish I could provide anything. You know, it's, we're still in the same mode, which is you know, wait until we get to the end of this this rehab process. He's not yet progressed to a mound, uh, which doesn't really give us much in the way of a timeline as to when he'll return. So. It's a it's wait and see on Marco. And then Bryce and we saw the bleeding blister and he goes on the IL and a nice a spot start from Tommy last night. Any update on Bryce and what that's going to look timing wise coming out of the break? Yeah, you know Bryce is that we don't think that's a big issue to deal with. We had the I, I want to call it an opportunity. The the All Star break was buffered against this series you know, coming up in Houston. Um, it essentially skipping this last start with Bryce, which was last night, would be the last start that he would make in the first half. And, and you know, it is a bad blister. It's puffy. It's painful. You know, he was not able to, to play catch for the first couple of days after his last start. And we thought it best just to skip this start and the combination of being wise with a young pitcher who needs to be at full tilt before he gets back there on the mound. 
you know, and then coupling that with the all-star break, which allowed us by skipping one start to take two weeks off for Bryce Miller and really only miss one start. Yeah, the, the goal is that unless something goes wrong with the, the rehab process on what we think is a very mild concern, that we will see him on the other side in a start versus Detroit when we get past the all-star break. I appreciate it, Jerry. Always generous with your time, and especially now it's such a busy time with the with the world of baseball coming to our beautiful city. So, uh, thank you as always. We appreciate it. Hopefully, a great series in Houston, as you said, can end this first half on a positive note as well and build the momentum. And we'll look forward to chatting next Thursday, man. Thank you. You got it, guys. That was Mariners president of baseball operations, Jerry Depoto, joining us yesterday. And uh, I think Matt, we were talking about it off air, like something that jumped out to us. He talked about how much he loves the draft every year. And then when he got to George Kirby getting named to this All-Star game, um, you talked about just just hearing that pride come through. And it's kind of cool to see that they get these guys so young and it's such a process that it it must just – feels so good when you see it pay off the way that yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's high to not gush. I mean, they hit it out of the park. Yeah. George Kirby is their first guy that they brought in, they developed, and look what he's doing. I mean, literally, stop. That's it. Look at what he's doing. And you you got to give a guy a chance to say, not really. I mean, he didn't pat himself on the back because there's other people that found him, that 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 talked uh, DePoto into taking him and and. You know, the whole group, they've talked about so many people across America and, and in their scouting department that you got to let these guys say, yeah, that we hit it. We not only hit it on the head, but he's going to be with us and he's going to be with us for a long time. And then perfect segue to look what he did in a massive game. You talked about they sent him forward to Houston before the team landed at four or five in the morning and he shut down the Houston out. You needed that game. The team's got to go two and two, if not, I think, three and one down there to head into the break. It was a massive game in the feel-good moment, in the throwing a scrappy, I was going to say rat ball, but, you know, that's, that's, more, <laughs> that's more hoops. A scrappy game the night before where you're playing so focused and you didn't play great defense. And you go into Houston with, which I hate to say must win, but in my little scenario, must win. And who is it? It's George Kirby. And yes, they hit the ball hard a couple times. They hit it right at players. And, and so it's kind of cool to hear DePoto say, you know, to take a little bit of time and saying, yeah, that was one of the guys that we got and we developed in. I, I like that stuff. I don't think you're going too far to say, yeah, we're proud of ourselves. We yeah, hit one on the head. And honestly, with the pitching stuff, they, they should be. I mean, they, they have done an amazing job of not only bringing up these young guys that have done so well, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, but also, you know, bringing in some kind of like veteran journeyman guys for the bullpen, like a Paul Sewald who was not doing well in the Mets organization and making, helping them make some tweaks that have really, it's like revolutionized Paul Sewald's career. Well, I think maybe in 10 years, 15 years, we'll look back unless this just keeps going, but the bullpen for the Seattle Mariners is just amazing. That I mean, talk about consistency. I mean, it's going now. You're going on three, four years, aren't you? And yeah. at some point, you're to to bring it back to the hockey cut. These guys will be like, no, I want to go play for Seattle. They've got something going. It's a camaraderie. It's a group out there. You want to be around. There's something about yeah. Let's go out there because if the starters, the other part is people want to play on a winner. Right. And that's the other, you know, to bring it back to to the crack. And if they're going to go on this trajectory, of, I want to play on a winner. I want to go play for Seattle because if they've got these young starters, if Castillo's going to stay your number one, I'm going to be in high leverage positions ahead 
ahead, not holding, but ahead. And I want to do that job and, and win for this team. It's very exciting. Now we just have to win tonight. Yes, that would help. Well, speaking of uh, of bringing people along and developing them, one of the gifts you gave us this morning, uh, Justin and I were some scratch tickets, and we were. I was asking you how to how it works, and you said that was cute. And yeah, Justin we, said he. We need to ask. We need to ask this question first. Are you a big scratch ticket guy? Yeah, kind of. I, so you know, yeah. You I, I'm trying to think of why I didn't answer that more honestly. Yes, I like scratch tickets. Okay, I think they're a kick in the pants. I don't do it often. I only buy one or two at a time. Two max if I'm waiting for the Thai food down by my house. One if I'm just running around. And I come home and yeah, I think that I think they're funny. Okay. I, so, I think they're funny. And then. The other pathetic thing, no, yeah, well, I already said the word pathetic, is when people are buying them out of the machine, they're like, come on, baby. It's like the folks at the at the horse track. Come on, this is a big one. This is a big one. But you guys. Well, you're introducing Justin and I. Oh, God, if I, some of my gambling friends saw this, you both, one of you said, how does this work? Who said, how does this work? You I did. did. I did. How does this work? More asked how it works. And then I said, you know what? I've been given a couple of these, like at weddings or something. I'll just end up with some of these. Yeah. And I scratched them and I'm like, oh, yeah. one, two bucks. And yeah. then I go, now do I, what do I do with it? Morris says. <laughs> go with oh, yeah. You said, how do I redeem it? Yeah. Morris says behind the scenes, how do I, what, what do I do with this? And you say, where do I take them? It's like, what, it's like there's a thing on the back. Well, I didn't I'm know if you had to match my those name and address. Or, <laughs> I thought they were all a little different. Right? See, you're going to have to you're going to have to develop us like the Mariners did George Kirby. You don't don't want to start gambling at your age. You don't need to start gambling at your age. But there's 7-Eleven still around. There's a few around town and and they sell them at a lot of places. And you pick one up here and there. But the worst is like when you when you win early. So unfortunately, if you win a 50 bucks, 50 bucks, they're like, oh, it happens every time. And then I'll get you into a scratch. You know, you'll be in scratchaholics here before you know it. You'll be like, oh. My real problem is pull tabs. Oh, I love pull tabs so oh, much. Oh, get off those things. I love them so much. What Stretch. tavern are you going to? What dive Let's bar? Let's talk do about it. Okay. If you, yeah. lot, as you no. get to know Justin more, you'll know he goes to like every tavern and every time he visits. I a lot saved. No. I love them. No pull tabs. <laughs> no. No. I'm t- I look me in the No pull tabs. They are a losing mechanism. I will stop. Uh, Someday. Slightly. Yeah, good for you. They are fun. All right. Well, we'll try to work through all of our issues together You need together a nickel also. Nickels are the best. Okay. It's got the smooth around, not dimes or quarters. Purse. Yes, and you're going to have to share it. <laughs> okay. All right. Coming up, uh, what on earth was Chaz McCormick trying to do to tie <laughs> France at the end of the game yesterday? Is it more dirty Astros tricks? We'll talk about that next. This is the Brock and Salk Show on the exclusive home for All-Star Week, Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app.